It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we won back down this time. What is up, Reds fans? I'm Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. What a win that was. Number two on the year. And guess what, folks? The Reds are back in it. That's right. I know they're just two and eight, but that was a wake up win. Welcome inside the Locked On Reds podcast. Today is Wednesday, a day following the second win of the season by our Cincinnati Reds. We're going to recap that game on today's podcast. Hope you're ready for it. Make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, and also the new podcast app, Himalaya. Definitely check out that app. It's a very good app. You can even put together personally cured playlists for your podcasts and all that good stuff. Great app for it. Also, check us out on social media, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and look us up on our website at LockedOnReds.com. So, let's get to the win. The Reds win by two touchdowns against the Miami Marlins. They win 14 to nothing on the heels of phenomenal hitting, obviously. You get 14 runs, you're doing pretty good at the plate. And a wonderful pitching performance by Luis Castillo. Tuesday night saw Castillo toss seven shutout innings in which he was able to get his first win of the season. And in those seven innings, he gave up just two hits and one walk, and he struck out eight. He lowered his season ERA to .9 on the early year, this being his third start. And he was absolutely phenomenal on the mound. Looked like an ace. Looked like the guy that the Reds have been looking for ever since they got rid of Johnny Cueto, ever since they traded him to Kansas City. Maybe this is the year that he finally breaks into that ace echelon of pitcher because he really had a lot of good things going on for him on Tuesday. There were some situations in which he was able to battle back from there was a number of three ball counts that he ended up working into outs. In fact, I remember distinctly there was a runner on first and nobody out, and he got 3 0 on the pinch hitter Roselle Herrera, who came in to pinch hit for the Marlins starter Jose Urena. And he went 3 0 very quickly, and we're like, oh boy. And then he battles back to a full count at 3 2, and then he forces Herrera to ground into a double play. Those are the kind of battle backs that we didn't see last year, and that's the kind of fight that you need out of your ace. And then, of course, with those eight strikeouts, he was really working his pitches all over the strike zone, very efficient with those pitches as he totaled on the night 95 pitches and he threw two-thirds of those for strikes 
So very good night for him. Then Michael Lorenzen comes in and finishes off the game. He pitches the final two innings, giving up two hits and a walk as well. And he struck out four. That gave Reds, that gave the Reds 12 strikeouts on the night. So everyone that was at the ballpark, myself included, got some free pizza out of it. So just an overall great night. And let's take a look at the hitting. Because in the sixth inning, I mean, we've been taking a look at the hitting for the last nine games and wondering where it's been. It showed up tonight. They scored seven runs in the sixth inning on the heels of a back-to-back-to-back home run. That's right. We went back-to-back-to-back for the first time since 2012. A little bit of a throwback. The last time the Reds did that, it was Mike Leak, Zach Cozart, and Drew Stubbs back-to-back-to-back. On Tuesday night, the party was started by Matt Kemp, who hit a three-run home run that scored Jesse Winker and Joey Votto. Then Eugenio Suarez followed him, and Scott Schebler, who is just absolutely on fire these last two days, ended off that back-to-back-to-back home run streak. In fact, Derek Dietrich came up directly after Scott Schebler and was swinging out of his shoes. Looked like he was trying to send the ball to Newport, just wasn't able to connect with any of the pitches to do so. But overall, just a phenomenal night to be at the ballpark. Kyle Farmer also got in on the home run party in the seventh inning whenever he hit a three-run home run. And then, of course, earlier on in the game, Jesse Winker you know, trying to break out of his slump. He's had a tough start to the season, but he did hit a home run as well. The funny thing about Winker is, you know, his his numbers look pretty bad, which at this point in the season, you don't really look at batting average numbers, just far too small of a sample size to see. And the key thing to that is his batting average on balls in play, which is currently sitting at something like .50. So it's going to come up. He's going to get better, and it started tonight with that home run. Scott Schebler as well. He hits his second home run in as many days, and he had a couple of hits total on the night. Eugenio Suarez with a great day. A couple of RBIs for him. He had a, he did have a couple of base running blunders, but we're not too worried about that as they didn't come back to haunt the Reds. And even there was a case like, The first three innings, you know, in Castillo's performance, he didn't allow any Marlins to even touch second base because there was an issue. There was an instance where Tucker Barnhart was able to catch a guy stealing in the second inning. And then in the third inning, Luis Castillo caught the Marlins center fielder, Lewis Brinson, leaning too far off of first base and caught him in a run down and they got the final out that way in the third but it was just an all-around great performance a game that really just releases all of the tension and the stress that Reds fans have been feeling over these last eight games it's been eight straight losses and now the Reds are finally on a winning streak that's right the winning streak only sets at one number two is coming tomorrow And we'll talk about that here in just a moment. But I do want to remind you, we do have a league-wide locked-on Major League Baseball podcast. It's hosted by Sully Baseball. He looks at the league each and every day in 15 minutes or, you know, right around there to keep up with what's going on 
around the nation of baseball. That's Locked On MLB, hosted by Sully Baseball. I highly encourage you to check it out. You can find it on all podcast platforms with which the Locked On Reds podcast comes. Guys, real fast, I want to take a moment out of today's podcast to plug BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has a special offer for listeners of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Just head on over to their website, BlueChew.com, and enter promo code MLB. You'll get a free offer from them. You just pay $5 in shipping. They'll send over a little bit of their product to you at your door. Blue Chew has the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, and it works very quickly in a chewable form. If you're looking for a performance boost, then look no further than Blue Chew. It is the fast, easy, and cheap way to get that performance boost, and through this special introductory offer, go over to their website, bluechew.com, enter promo code MLB for a free shipment today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Wednesday, a Wednesday after a winning Tuesday, a pizza Tuesday, just a great all-around Tuesday to be at the ballpark. I had some pretty good seats myself. I was down off first base line, just five rows back. Got a very nice view of the awesome 14 to nothing win by our Red Legs and their back on track. Trust me about that. We're going to keep this going tonight as the Reds and the Marlins square off for game two of the three-game set. Tyler Malley will be taking the mound, and he will be facing Trevor Richards from the Marlins. Malley, in his first start, looked pretty good. He tossed six shutout innings at Pittsburgh, giving up five hits, and also striking out five. So he'll look to build off of that momentum to start the season. He opposes Trevor Richards, and Richards has tossed two games this season. He's 0-1 with a 3.0 ERA. He's pitched 12 innings with 11 strikeouts. His last game came against the Mets, in which he tossed six innings, Gave up three earned runs on five hits and three walks. He did have seven strikeouts, though. So this could be a bit of a mixed bag here on Wednesday. We'll see how the bats continue to build off of their 14-run explosion. And, you know, I I saw some tweets, and you always kind of think this whenever you see just such a lopsided number on the scoreboard, like, why can't the Reds just spread this out? Hopefully this doesn't mean they get shut out the next two games after scoring 14 in a game. And it was an impressive win by the Reds. It was just very nice to see the bats were out, the guys were loose, they were having fun. Matt Kemp, after he stroked his home run, really looked like you know just kind of a weight came off him. He got another hit after that. In fact, every Red who played the entire game, you know, Joey Votto got pulled midway through after the hit-by-pitch. Just as a precautionary measure, I don't think there was any sort of injury involved. 
but they brought Kyle Farmer in in his batting spot. They moved Derek Dietrich over to first. But every Red who played the entire game, except for Dietrich, had a multi-hit game. Dietrich went 0 for 4. So, you know, I'm sure he wanted to get into the action a little bit more that way. But all in all, a great night. And going back to Joey getting hit by the pitch, uh, I'm sure some of you may have seen the video going around. It was kind of funny. When he was plunked by the reliever Wei-Yin Chen, the ball kind of rolled a little bit toward the mound, and Joey took two steps toward the mound with his bat still in his hand, and I think everyone on the Marlins were kind of on high alert, and they all sort of stepped in almost to protect their pitcher, and Joey reaches down, grabs the ball, and just simply tosses it back to the pitcher and then runs to first base. So, you know, Joey kind of being a little bit of a jokester there, it was, it was funny to see kind of got the crowd going. I mean, the crowd was – in it, especially with all the home runs, just everyone having a great time. I mean, 90% of the 10,000 people that were there at the stadium were doing the woo toward the second half of the game. So I don't think there was a lot of people complaining about the woo. If there were, they were definitely drowned out by those doing the woo. So Wednesday night, we'll see the Reds try to build on a little bit of a momentum. It'll be a the first game back from his one-game suspension for David Bell. I don't know if you saw the news. David Bell received a one-game suspension, and Yasiel Puig received a two-game suspension. So he won't be back until Thursday for the incidents that happened in Pittsburgh. And Chris Archer for the Pirates was suspended for five games. And there was a lot of reports coming out that they thought you know, some national writers thought that the that Major League Baseball had a chance to make a point by suspending Chris Archer and making the suspension a little bit longer so that he would actually miss a start or two, something like that. Because when you're a starting pitcher and you get suspended for five games, basically all you're telling him is he gets an extra day of rest in between starts. Now, in order for him to actually miss enough time to miss a start or two, he'd have to be suspended for almost two weeks. So maybe Major League Baseball thought that was excessive considering he wasn't thrown out of the game anyway. But this was Major League Baseball admitting that Jeff Kellogg should have tossed Archer by suspending him even though he was not ejected from the game. I still think it was kind of funny that any Reds got any sort of suspension as if Jeff if Jeff Kellogg, the home plate umpire at the game, had just gotten out of front of everything, then the Reds never would have left the dugout to begin with. So, you know, there's that whole mess. There's been a lot of talk about the fight. That's the only bit of talking about the fight we're going to do there. So we'll see Puig back Thursday, and David Bell will be back in the dugout on Wednesday. We'll look forward to that game. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Himalaya. Check us out on social media as we'll be following along with each and every game at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Lockdown Reds. And then look up LockdownReds.com. We'll see if the Reds can get two in a row here tonight on Wednesday. Tyler Malley will start the game off. Until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.